0: From the advertising media capital of the world, New Milford, Connecticut. Wherever that is. This is Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson, a bi weekly ish podcast about all things automotive marketing. Now, here's your host, Matt Wilson. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. Hi, how's it going? Bi-weekly-ish podcast. Really trying to make it bi-weekly-ish this year. Bi-weekly-ish this year. It's hard to say. Anyway, I'm Matt Wilson. Welcome to the show. I was a funny story. Back in the day, when I was the marketing director of the uh, group I used to work at, I would spend a lot of time talking to BDC managers and OLMs, which in the Nissan world is Owner Loyalty Manager, the person responsible for the store's reputation uh, management. And a lot of times, this would get said to me at a store. They would go, what do we do about our bad Google reviews, Matt? Matt, Matt, we're getting a lot of bad Google reviews. What do we do? How do we fix them? Uh, Hey, Matt, how do we get that Google review taken down? What are we going to do? What do we do about our Google reviews? Matt, what do we do about our Google reviews? And in my head, I'd be like, uh, well, you could treat your customers better. I don't know if that's like a crazy idea. What do we do about our Google reviews? We're getting bad Google reviews. What do we do about that? You could treat your customers a little bit better. How do we get a Google review taken down? Uh, You can't. I mean, unless they swore in it Or they called you some kind of terrible name or hate speech or violence or, you know, stuff like that. But you can't take it down. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that person accidentally tell the truth about your terrible business practices? (laughs) I mean, what are you upset about? Respond. Respond to the good ones. Respond to the bad ones. And don't negative respond like, no, man, we told you it was going to be this much. And you weren't paying attention. And then it's not our fault. It's your fault. Like don't start a fight with the person, just respond to the person honestly and short. Keep it short. Hey, Matt, we got a bad review. What are we going to do? What if we just call Google and offer them money to take it down? Those words were actually said to me by somebody once. Hey, Matt, I'm having a problem with my Yelp reviews. What if I just like, who can I pay to take care of those? I don't know, but what I would do is I would treat your customers better. That's just my opinion, Uh, and I think that's going to be the topic today, reputation management. Specifically, I want to talk about Yelp because Yelp always was a problem for me. At my stores, we focused a lot on uh, the big three, I called them, Google, Facebook, and Dealerator. Maybe Dealerator is not one of the big three, but we focused on it because we had a great Dealerator reputation. Uh, but Google and Facebook were huge focuses for us because they're easy. Not to manipulate, but they're easy to get people to leave reviews. People, everyone knows Google, and Facebook is easy to leave a review on. Google, you got to have a Gmail address, uh, which most people have nowadays. It's a little um, exclusive in that if you don't have one, you can't really leave a review. So Facebook is really easy. Uh, and I like those two because I think most people use those, and they're easy to respond to the customer from the dealer perspective. Yelp always confused me. Somebody would write a good review on Yelp and I wouldn't see it. Where is it? Somebody writes a bad review on Yelp and it's up there forever. How do I respond? I couldn't figure it out. That was always an issue for me and I'm sure it's an issue for a lot of dealers. So we'll talk about reputation management, specifically Yelp today. Joining me now on Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson. He's the president of David PR Group and the author of How to Protect or Destroy Your Reputation Online. John David is on with me. Hello, John. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Excellent.
0: How are things at David PR Group? In Miami, right?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, things are good. Things are good.
0: Was it nuts down there around Super Bowl time? Was it nuts down there around Super Bowl time?
1: You know, I think we're sort of used to it. Right. Um, you know, lots of big events happen down here. Um certainly not at the time if you wanted to be in the if you wanted to get get in the best restaurant in town it would be it would have been quite difficult you know? yeah but um, for the for the regular folk I think it's was just kind of a, a normal weekend quite honestly but it was it was exciting to have the game down here though it's definitely exciting to have it
0: Well it's always exciting to be in Miami because I was shoveling my driveway this morning and you don't have to deal with that so I'm a little jealous that's, true. That's uh, true. So, listen. In my earlier, uh, I started off the podcast talking a little bit about my experience sitting in BDCS at dealerships or talking with OLMs about uh, how to handle online reviews, and I was joking around about dealers who would. Uh, say to me like, oh, what am I going to do? Or how do I handle this? Or how do I respond to this bad review? Or how do I stop getting bad reviews? And uh, that always made me chuckle because I thought I could give you a, re- a way to stop getting bad reviews. Um, but one of the things that uh, always kind of confounded me personally, and we can cover a wide range of things here in this, uh, this podcast about reputation management. Uh, but one of the things that always confounded me was Yelp. I could never figure Yelp out. And my owner... Was always you know like okay uh, somebody writes a good review about your dealership on Yelp and then you don't see it for some reason or you try and right. res- you're having a hard time responding to somebody on Yelp like I could never get one of my stores to have more than five Yelp reviews for some reason and you know the store had like a 4.7 on Google and or 4.6 on Facebook and a 5.0 on Dealerator. and then Yelp was like a 2.9 and I could not fix it why is it confusing why is Yelp confusing for dealers?
1: So I'll give you a couple a couple of things. So the first thing is. To your first point, I always, whenever I talk about this topic, I always say the best way to have a good online reputation is to start with a good offline reputation. Right. And so the best way to have a to get good reviews is to, to give great customer service, right? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but at the same time, <clears throat> there's always, tro- there's always, there's always issues with some of these, some of these review sites. So they all behave a little bit differently. Um. But Yelp is kind of its own. Uh, it, it is in, in its own world. So when it comes to like Google, for example, um, Google pretty much publishes you know whatever reviews you send their way, um, and the same is true on a lot of the other platforms. Re- um, Yelp has its own uh, algorithm, and it's really um, it, it's, it can be confounding. Really, can be confounding. And uh, and one of the things that happens is that some reviews get published. Um, and they're listed as recommended, and then other reviews are are published somewhere else on the page, and they're listed as not recommended. And these non not recommended reviews do not impact your overall uh, star rating on Yelp. So the question is, and the question that you're essentially asking me is, okay, so how how does Yelp decide whether or not a review is recommended or not? And that has to do with their technology, and they um, they've set up a few they set up a few things to try to prevent one thing that they call drive-by reviews, okay. and that they don't want someone to just who's um, someone who's you know they they've never been on Yelp at all ever before, and then their first review is this you know scathing review. Of a dealer or a restaurant or or a hotel or something like that or the local plumbing company whatever, they look at the whole profile. So they don't want Yelp. They, they look at a they look at a review from say someone like me who's been a Yelp user for you know for five seven eight years whatever however long I've been on Yelp. And I've been a Yelp user on multiple levels. One is that I leave reviews for 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 businesses, but I also use Yelp to find. Uh, I'm I'm logged on to the app and I use Yelp to find restaurants and to choose, you know, hotels and to choose things like that. So all the activities that I have on Yelp, that is all monitored by Yelp, Mm -hmm. right? So um, that means that they're looking at all that activity when they decide whether or not to make, take a review and have it be recommended or not. So if you go on to, if you jump onto Yelp, you, you create a profile. It just has your name And all you filled out like the minimum number of fields, and the only thing you do is write this, you know, this this super positive review, right, about a a dealership, or a super negative review about the dealership, and then you never go on Yelp ever again. uh, Odds are quite good that 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 review is not going to be recommended.
0: Mm -hmm, Interesting. So
1: Yelp looks; they look at everything that you're doing. They don't. So that's the reason. That's the reason that it's also confounding because sometimes this review will get published on Yelp. And you'll look at it and you'll say, wait a second, this guy's only reviewed one business and it's mine. Right. Uh, But how come, how is that not a drive-by review? Well, the reason that that's probably not a drive-by review is that guy did write that one, the only, the only review he wrote was was about your business, but he's a Yelp user who has a history with Yelp on the other side of the equation and that he uses it when he travels or he uses it when he's looking for a local restaurant or a daycare center or whatever else. And so he has like, a certain level of credibility with Yelp that's not necessarily immediately apparent.
0: So are they trying to, okay, like I, let's say I get hired at a car dealership and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go online and talk about how great this place is, but never been on Yelp before. Don't use Yelp. Don't have the app on my phone. I'm the positive, like trying to, trying to fake the system out drive by guy or vice versa. I go to a store, I have a terrible experience. I blast them online, never use Yelp. Don't have the app. I'm a drive-by negative guy. They're trying to police that from both sides, basically.
1: Yeah, okay. to, that's exactly right. Exactly right. So there's a, a lot of things. I mean, so they, they don't they don't want to, um, and they're going to look at a lot of different things. So there were some dealers that got into some uh, some trouble with Yelp. Not really trouble. I mean, just you know, whatever. Call it a call it a misunderstanding right. with Yelp. Really, when it when it launched, um, because what would happen is, is a customer would come in and they would. And they would say, uh, and they you know they'd sell them a car, and they'd be the happy client. And the you know the sales associate would turn would would say, "Here, do me a favor, give us a give us a review on Yelp." And you know the customer says, well, "What's Yelp?" So it's this online review platform. You log you can log on and you know give us a review real quick. And he you know sit the sit the customer down at his computer you know at the dealership, log on to Yelp you know and write a review. Um, and you know Yelp, but Yelp's really sophisticated, and they saw. Not only they they, they, they saw the uh, ISP address and they said, oh wait a second, I've this I went from having you know three reviews um, last month to now I've got 27. They're all five star and they're all coming from the same ISP, you know, inter, you know IP address, yeah. Internet Protocol address, and they and they stomped down on top of that dealership and said, listen, we're not going to publish those, we're not going to publish those reviews because you're trying to game the system. And and Yelp, they're the, they're the ones they do not want to be gamed in any no. way.
0: Does Google do that too? Will Google notice? Like you know, like obviously the OEMs do that with through the reputation you know surveys. If you have an OEM that has a KPI or a um, uh, you know a um, I just forgot the acronym, but it has like a KPI type thing. Uh, you know, you can't fill out the survey from a computer in the dealership. or, You know, obviously, it's to keep salespeople from filling out customer surveys, they monitor the uh, IP addresses and everything in that area. Does Google do the same thing? Where, like, if you sit a customer down at your computer and do that with Google, will Google be like, "Hey, wait a minute"?
1: You know, um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Google's very secretive, sure. right? So, what I do know is that. um, you know, if we stick with Yelp for a second, I mean, yep. they're just, they have another, they have a whole nother, you know, they're in a whole nother stratosphere when it comes to this type of stuff. So the big difference is that um, Yelp actually does not want you to even encourage your customers to give reviews. You, really? They don't want you to say, hey, give us a review on Yelp. They just say, they want you to, st- and they give you, you know, they'll give you like, uh, you know, signs you can put in the window of your business we're on Yelp or check us out on Yelp, but not give us a review on Yelp because Yelp wants, um, I wrote about this in my book. They can't, they kind of want these, um, pure organic, like virginal reviews, you know, (laughs) that they just kind of come out of the sky. They don't want them to be, they don't want to be influenced by the business in any way. And so they've tried to work their algorithm to try to sniff out all of that, all that type of activity. So that's the big thing with Yelp. And so when it comes to the other review sites, they're different because they don't look at it the same way. So like if we switch off to like TripAdvisor, I had a conversation when I was working on my book with the guys from TripAdvisor. And I told them about how, you know, everyone gets confounded by Yelp. And they said, well, we just don't have the same attitude. We're, you know, we want the reviews. We, we don't want, we, we're trying to get, encourage people to give us reviews. We're not trying to discourage them. And yeah, we don't want to be gamed, but at the same time, we're not really—we don't have that same level of concern that Yelp does. Right. I don't think that Google does uh, does either. But I, but I can't say specifically if if you you know if you sat 20 people down, you know, um, on a you know Thursday afternoon and, and tried to get them to all right, you know, 20 20 Google reviews from your laptop sitting on the dealer's network. I mean, that might that that might yeah. cause problems.
0: I mean, I feel like from Google. I've seen kind of strange things or I had a dealer tell me once like, oh, you know, we got, you know, you know, we've always gotten 10 reviews a month and now we started getting 50 a month because we've been asking customers. And then two months later, all those, you know, 40 of those 50 disappeared. And, and, uh, one of the things I said is, you know, we're never going to fully understand what, how Google is doing it or why they're doing it. But all I know is that, you know, if you go from getting 10 a month to getting 50 a month, then you're obviously doing something, whether it's encouraging reviews or giving people, you know, giving them something. Like I know a store that used to give somebody like a $10 gift card if they left a positive review. I'm like, you know, if you are trying to game the system, the system, I don't know how, but the system is smarter than you.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, I've heard of, um, you know, I had a, 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 cli- a client of mine in a completely different industry and he said that you know, he wanted to get positive Yelp reviews and so he had, his, he, he, went to his employees and he got, you know, 20 of his employees to all start using Yelp. He said, listen, I want you to start using Yelp. I want you to, you know, start, start now. And for the next, you know, six months or five months or whatever, I want you to use it all the time, as much as you can just, you know, log on and, and review businesses and use it to find your way around, or whatever, you know, and then at month five, you know, if you read a positive review about our company then I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. um and Slammer. uh and my understanding is he, this guy did it and that it worked that he, yeah. he gained the system you know it was you know but but what did he do he gained the system is it, yeah not you know now is he gonna did he did he ever get caught i'd have to go back and check
0: um <laughs> right
1: i don't know but i mean it's it's one of the things you can always there's, there's always ways of trying to do it um and uh but what they're you know th- the main thing is you really have to um you have to try you have to you know try to get as much, try to get, you know, as many positive reviews, as many authentic reviews as you can. I'm, you know, I'm not a believer in saying, you know, in, 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 I would, I would encourage my clients, you know, maybe it's just like mouth to ear, Hey, you know, give us your, give me a review on Yelp. If you're, if you're, you know, if you want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is that the Yelp has cracked down on some of the software that's used. Um, because there was there was a there was a period of time a couple of years ago where there was this um, the software that a lot of folks were using where they would take a survey of their of their customer you know right after the sale um, and say you know did you have a good experience you know rated on one to ten and if they rated that they and it was just one it was just like this one question and then if they if they said if there was you know anywhere between a you know eight nine or a ten then they would send them another another email and it would say. You know, oh, I'm glad you had a good experience. Can you review us on Google and Yelp and here's a link and click on it? Mm-hmm. And so what they were doing was they were funneling the positive reviewers to the review sites. And then the negative ones, they would say, you know, anybody, whatever, and you'd set it yourself. It could be seven or less or five or less or whatever. Yeah. They would send you an email as the customer and say, listen, this guy just reviewed you seven. Maybe you should call him and find out what what, what happened and why it wasn't a 10. And, um... And this is all, you know, all sounds like really, like a really good concept yeah. and everything, except they kind of the review sites caught on to it. And, um, and they call that, um, uh, review gating
0: oh. and, um,
1: and you're not, and they're not allowed to do that anymore. They'll, they'll if they catch you doing that, then they'll, they'll punish you in some way or another.
0: I like that idea though. It's a good idea.
1: Right. That's right. It's a great <laughs> idea. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, interesting. You know, I um you know I always wonder like what it's kind of a silly question but like which one is more important like what's the user like are people more likely to read reviews i guess it depends on where you are what market you're in what your habits are but what's more important google facebook yelp dealerator like where should people be focusing their attention or or, or can they really can they really focus their attention it sounds like they shouldn't be focusing their attention really
1: so, are you asking me from a from just from a consumer from, from a consumer perspective?
0: Uh, well, I guess from I'm asking you. I guess I kind of. Well, I, actually, let me rephrase the question. From a com- consumer perspective, consu- consumer perspective, I tend to use uh, like you mentioned. I use Google a lot, but I'm also traveling a lot now. And I use Yelp to help me find restaurants and hotels, but I tend to leave reviews more on Google because I'm on Google. I'm, I, I, I'm not like an avid user of the Yelp app. Like I'm not a normal everyday Yelper. Like I'd have to figure out how to leave a review on Yelp with Google. It's more natural. Um, right. But is that the case for everybody or is that just me?
1: Um, it's everyone's a little bit different. So I think that that's, you know, the, the um, I'm, I'm, more I'm much more likely to leave a review on Yelp or TripAdvisor personally mm-hmm. than the other the other sites right is my the way that you know, I I've When I travel particularly, you know for when I travel I usually I look to TripAdvisor for places I've had a lot of success with TripAdvisor meaning I found like, you know Good good activities to do and good good restaurants and good mm-hmm. good things to, to check out with TripAdvisor so I'm a, so I like I like that site And, um, and so, you know, it's one of those that, that, that I I tend to leave, I tend to leave reviews there. Um, and that's the same thing. I do this, I do the same with Yelp. Um, and that's, that's just me, you know? So I think everyone's a little bit, everyone's a little bit different. So if you're a business, you kind of have to keep your eye on, on all of them. Although obviously I don't think there's, you know, TripAdvisor is not, not in the auto, you know, in the auto, auto dealer spectrum of things, but I would be, I would be looking at my Yelp reviews and also looking at my Google reviews and Facebook reviews, all that stuff, if, and uh, you know, in all in the dealer the dealer websites as well. Um, if I was a you know, if I was on, in the automotive side, because you just you never know where that that client's going to be, where they're going to look.
0: I'm pretty sure that a couple years ago, maybe a year or two ago, when I was the marketing director of a Nissan group, I was approached by a vendor who said, "We will improve." I'm not sure how they worded it, but it was kind of along the lines of, "We will help you improve your Yelp." rating by getting bad reviews taken down, getting good reviews, encouraging good reviews. They wanted access to my CRM data and it was going to be like $50 a review. Like it was a whole weird pricing thing and it sounded a little shady and uh, I didn't do it. Um, but it's like that even possible and or legal.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, so there are certain things that it, it um, there. I mean, there are terms and conditions that every review on these sites have to abide by.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I may not answer your exact question, but the, the point, you, you can get things taken down if they're not, if they're in violation of the terms and conditions, right? If it's like hate speech, right. if it's,
0: you that know, language, I mean, yeah. if, if
1: it's uh, profane, um, you know, there's things like that. And then there's also if um, if it's not an actual customer experience, so, I mean, the, the example is, you know, I went, you know, you went to, you went to, uh, you went to a restaurant, and you know, the, uh, um, you know, the parking, you know, there's no parking at the restaurant because the, you know, the car dealership next door took all the parking places, or you know, or whatever. Trader Joe's is next door and it took all the, right. so you write it, you go and write a, go write a negative review about Trader Joe's because all the Trader Joe's customers are in the parking lot of the restaurant you're going to, right? Um, well that 's not you didn't have a, you didn't have an experience at trader joe's you didn't go to trader joe 's you know your problem was with the you know the parking lot at the restaurant right. and so if you flag that as you know not an actual customer experience that 's the kind of thing that Yelp will take down and there 's a whole list of them of different terms and conditions that you can that you can look at and you can flag flag reviews so you can get things taken down but if it 's just you know this sort of he said she said scenario right. with um with you know, with, with a traditional review it's really hard to get them get them taken down and how and and if you know somebody's sort of peddling a, a, a foolproof way of doing it. Yeah. Um and then quite honestly if they're only char if they're only charging fifty bucks then yeah, right. that to me smells yeah it, that me smells kinda weird.
0: What about like a disgruntled former employee? A company somebody gets fired or whatever happens, yeah, so, they leave and they So, so that's yeah.
1: that's actually a violation of a lot of the terms and conditions of many of these sites. So if a disgruntled employee goes on to Yelp and writes a review, they're actually, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not supposed to your own employees disgruntled or otherwise, right, yeah. you're not supposed to be reviewing your business and you're not supposed to be reviewing your competitors either. So I would make the case if a disgruntled employee went on to Yelp and said, you know, that, you know, wrote that, wrote a negative review about the business. I would, I think that's, that's one that I would flag and, and call out to Yelp and see if I can get them to take it down. Cause it, it's not, it's not, it's not really in, in, it doesn't align with their, with their, um, their terms and conditions.
0: Is it easy to get a review like that taken down? Or is there a lot of back and forth with Yelp or is it, is it take a long time or what's the interaction with the actual company Yelp? Like,
1: so if you, for, first thing is, is so you have to have an, you have to, um, to flag a review, you have to have an account. Right. So, um, but anybody can flag a review. I had, um, uh, a friend of mine had a company and um and he there was a negative review on his site and he didn't even know he didn't even know about it it was essentially had to do with his um one of his trucks Mm -hmm. and uh and it's 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 a detailed detailed story but essentially someone saw one of his trucks uh, you know in town and didn't like something about the truck right and um you know it it was a work truck and um and uh, and they and they and they they wrote this they wrote this negative review on his company page, complaining about they didn't like the way his truck looked, and um and you know I went on and looked at that review and said that's not a customer experience, you know I don't, doesn't matter what you think of this guy's truck um I'm gonna and I and I flagged it as not a relevant customer experience, and they took it down they never emailed me or anything I mean they, they send you an email saying, we've you know we've gotten your. Uh, you know we have received your your complaint or whatever or whatever the, the term of art is but then you know they don't call you and ask you any questions and then a day or so later they took it down and I, they may have sent me an acknowledgment that they took it down but there's there was no back and forth or right. conversation or you know there was no there was no place to really you know you, you you kind of you might plead your case a little bit in the beginning but that's about it
0: let's talk about your book how to protect or destroy your reputation online uh, what, so do you, is this the kind of stuff that gets covered in the book or what, what's the wide range? Cause I'm, uh, I'm always up for reading books about business, marketing, reputation, especially from the automotive side, but for across any vertical, uh, what's kind of stuff I could expect?
1: So if the book covers a, covers a few different things. It talks about all the different types of, you know, online problems that are out there. And then uh, looks at all the different, uh, looks at different solutions. And really the, the, the reason that I wrote the book was because I, I believe there are different types of solutions to different types of online problems. And, you know, in some cases you can, you know, negotiate and get things, you know, get things taken down. In some cases you might want to uh, engage in a suppression strategy. In other cases you might want to, um, you know, try to do some other things. You know, there's other, some, some things I call the black ops of online reputation management. Um, and then it also covers... Uh, what you should do personally, you know, and and how you should protect yourself personally. A lot of people believe that, you know, they can, um, that that the best way to have a good online reputation is to avoid the internet. (laughs) And that's actually a mistake. You know, in other words, they say, well, I'm not even online, so I'm not going to have a problem. But that's actually a mistake. You need to have some type of what I call a reputational firewall. You need to have an online presence um, because if you don't have an online presence that you have some control over which means, you know, you have control over things like your LinkedIn account, your Twitter account, your Facebook account, your, you know, your corporate, your business website, your personal, you know, personal website, if you have one, um, you know, your bio page on your, on your company, uh, all those things that, that, you know, you have control over all that content. And if something were to go wrong and something were to go, you know, kind of turn sideways in your life, if you don't have that, then you're essentially, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fall victim to the fact that only thing the only thing that Google is going to present to the world is, yeah. is the negative stuff.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: Yeah, and then so the, and then the other part is we cover in the book uh, the re- stuff about the review sites, um, the different review sites, uh, Yelp, TripAdvisor, Glassdoor, um, and um, and just go through you know a lot of different scenarios and, and some different checklists in there. You know, social media policies, media policies, things like that, things that, should, that companies should have in place. Um, and you know in the in the basics of how you deal with um, you deal with when when something something goes wrong
0: i'm uh i'm flying to nola next week and and i need a book where can i uh where can i pick it up
1: uh, amazon.com um i've heard of them you know barnes and noble it's uh easy enough to find
0: uh well i appreciate your time i think I, we should uh, we should record another one cuz there's after i read the book i'm sure i'm going to have all, all all other things i want to discuss so if you if you enjoyed yourself Maybe we can record another one down the line, but I appreciate your time.
1: No, no. My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: All right. Thanks, John. Have a good one.
1: All right. Take care. Bye. bye Bye-bye.
0: There you go. John David, president of David PR Group and author of How to Protect or Destroy Your Reputation Online. All right. Good stuff. I like it. I think that's it. Another episode is coming up soon. Mostly automotive marketing with Matt Wilson. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention? Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. I'm in New England, right? And I'm a Patriots fan. Go Patriots. Let's go. Big Patriots fan. And of course, Tom Brady's a free agent or is going to be a free agent on March 18th or 16th or whatever it is. Um, and I won't talk about where he's going to end up or why he might go here or stay here or whatever. I'm not a sports talk show host. Uh, and I'm going to pretend to know anything about it. But What I do know is that the amount of coverage that this topic is getting is crazy. Every single day, there are articles like about the littlest things tom brady sneezed yesterday in a restaurant outside of boston that means he's allergic to boston in february therefore he's going to be the quarterback of the oakland raiders or somebody will will post something on instagram and he will comment on that post and then someone will write an entire article about his comment on someone's post. That's a news article. I get a push notification when that happens. Someone makes some a post on Twitter. He responds to that post. Bling, 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 bling. Big article. Tom Brady's going to play for the... That's probably one right now. Let's see. No, it's not one. Let's see if I have any Tom Brady stories right now in my uh, in my push notifications. No, I don't. But every day, I'm getting one. Minimum. minimum of one. It's a little out of control, people. You don't need to write an article every single day. And I get it. Someone's trying to write the article that makes them write. And so when it happens, they can be like, I said it 15 days ago. I said it. But it's a little overkill, everybody. I mean, enough already. I don't need an article every five minutes about how the toothpaste he's using, why it means he's going somewhere. It's a little crazy, guys. Let it go. Plus, half of it's all BS. Anyway, no one knows what they're talking about. There was a whole thing about, like, oh, he sold his house and he moved to Connecticut. And then there was a whole proof, like, two weeks later. He didn't move to Connecticut. And then someone was like, oh, he lives in Manhattan. He's, that means he's going to be a giant. And then it was somebody else said, well, no, we have proof that he has an apartment in Manhattan. And they go there every, every winter after the season. They spend, you know, six weeks in Manhattan. It's a little... Uh a little out of control. All right. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson back in two weeks-ish. Mostly Automotive Marketing with Matt Wilson is brought to you by... Wait, this guy has sponsors? Oh, never mind. This sheet of paper's blank. No sponsors. That makes more sense. For updates, info, future episodes, and more, follow on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and connect on Frackle. You guys made that last one up. That's not even a thing, frackle. Come on.